Welcome to another edition of Pin Years Back. Here are your hosts, George, Max, and Lloyd. All right, week five. And we've got a couple highlights, a couple downers. What do you want to start with first, Max? Uh, I mean, we can start with the biggest thing off the top of the top of the list here that, you know, it's un- very, very unfortunate, but it's the the ever, ever revolving story of Dak Prescott. Now, unfortunately, it took an end for the season with a broken foot. Was his right foot, left foot? Can't remember. It's but left, it was, yeah. It, it's he's four to six months. So what I yeah. saw. It came. It was out. a compound he, fracture, and uh, and he did uh, like realign his ankle or something. It's uh, just horrible. I remember I watched it happen live, and I was like, "That doesn't look real." Like he, I saw him holding his leg, and his leg was just yeah, it was way. completely the other way. I was like, "Oh no!" It's, and it's you know, say what you want about oh his contract is he a top five quarterback, but just as a human perspective man you just hate to see people go through that and that was a gruesome injury you clearly saw the emotion everybody you know he's one of the best character guys in the league and you know i just wish him a speedy recovery but unfortunately you know he's not going to be seeing the field and now the cowboys future will be on the shoulders of the red rocket himself andy dalton well we'll, we'll touch on andy dalton in a minute but Listen, I'm an Eagles fan, and mm-hmm. I've said my fair share of stuff about Dak Prescott, and we've made our fun. But even online, when I check all the forums and stuff, no mm-hmm. no Eagles fans are like, good. They're mm-hmm. like, damn, this this sucks. This is bad for the league. And no, not only is it bad for the league, because I am going to touch on the contract stuff, it's bad for the league because he bet on himself, mm-hmm. and he essentially lost, and the Cowboys won. You know, so it's kind of one of these things where our players now, for a lack of better term, going to ask for less money just to get more guaranteed, just so they have their future protected? Or is it now that teams can take advantage? I don't know. I don't think it will be because, I mean, we we already saw that there's already been a trend of more players wanting more guaranteed i.e. Kirk Cousins who's fully guaranteed and you know that's I thought that was the point where the example was set whereas in relation to this um I don't think so I mean it's we're going through a weird year this is the weirdest football year ever that we've had to deal with in like my lifetime you know where so many uncertainties and COVID is taking players out you know, just, you know, sickness is taking players out from just going to a practice. You know, it's, it's hard to say, but I don't, I don't personally think it'll have an effect on the, you know, future of like, oh, I want more guaranteed. You never know. Cause I, that was already a mindset going into a lot of these negotiations with a lot of these players. Cause I, I don't think they're going to, you know, take less for, you know, that fully guaranteed contract you know, because there's always going to be that competitive edge where they're like, well, I bet you, you know, a lot of incentive based contracts like, you know, the big one is uh, Richard Sherman. He negotiated his own contract with the Niners and it's a lot of it is heavily incentive based. Fortunately, he's been injured, but, you know, something similar along that line. Yeah, I just hope it's not a it's not a bad trend, man. And it's just unfortunate. You know, I hope a speedy mm. recovery for him. 
now, likewise, how do you feel about the Dan Quinn firing? I Called mean, kind of well deserved, uh, you know. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, they're doing the. You can say whatever you want. You can say, "Oh, it was a little late," you know, because last season he was starting off what one for seven, then the season over five, and then they finally just called it. And you know, again, this you don't like seeing anybody fired, but at the same time, he wasn't doing anything. Um, you know, as he was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks on the Super Bowl team for the Seahawks, and I wish him nothing but the best. But there's a uh, you know. It had to happen. I mean, they weren't getting any better. They they still had some pieces with like Deion Jones, Tack McKinley, and it was just they they suffered a lot of injuries, you know. But now they are they're one of the two teams are, that are getting a need to be doing a lot of fire sale, considering the cap coming up next year. And there's it's there's them and one other team. That is the logo behind you that's going to need to start <laughs> shedding a lot of pieces about the future cap coming up because according to overthecap.com, they're going to be over about 70, 80 mil. And yeah, I'm not, insane. for the Eagles, I'm not very, I'm not worried about it. I think Howie Roseman always does a really good job. We're always around that cap number when the next over season Over 80 comes up. million? Yeah, always. Over 80. Trust me, dude. It, and it stresses us out. The people who well, look the, at that kind of stuff, the nerds, you know, it stresses yeah. us out because we're like, how is he going to do it? And then somehow he always gets us under it, whether it's it's, it's cutting people or straight trading or just like, you know, restructuring deals. Like I'm sure somehow Carson Wentz is going to get his, his deal restructured, you know. And plus, we have a bunch of rookies. They can start cutting people. And the offensive line is getting well, old, too. Well, Lane Johnson well, is probably going to get traded. The problem is, is they might need to cut more. than They might need to cut a lot more players than you're giving them credit for because the projected cap for 2021 was $210 million. You know what it's actually going to be next year? What is it? 175 because of COVID, every they like I would I would definitely get it. You guys would have been over the cap. That's why it's such a large number. Is that there's like the unfortunate thing is like I you know it's with the Falcons they got you know they can they're gonna have to have a whole new system come in and evaluate and you know make those choices. But and that's know, why I think it's a totally different situation with Philly is because mm-hmm. I don't see them getting rid of any coaches anytime soon. And, but with Atlanta, they had to go wholesale. So they can re- completely redo the organization how they want it. But with the Eagles, I feel like a lot of those players that are there will want to be there. Like Malik Jackson yep. is getting paid a lot of money. He can probably restructure. Uh, Hargraves can probably restructure, even though he's on his first year of his deal. Derek, um, not Derek Barnett, but Barnett's actually needs to be paid. He's probably going to be just released. And uh, or not released, but let go into free agency. Uh, Graham also being paid a lot of money. He's gonna unfortunately probably go get more money somewhere else. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of players <laughs> that Eagles fans are like, man, I wish he could stay an Eagle forever, but we just can't afford it. But we're gonna allow other players to flourish, like Josh Sweat. Um, mm. You know, Vinnie Curry's. Older, but he's still productive. 
when he comes back from being injured. I'm I'm not worried about it. I think Howie Roseman is going to figure it out. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing, Max, so far. is we didn't touch on yet is uh, Tom Brady versus Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Did you oh, see that Thursday night game? We're gonna go, oh, yeah. I thought we were going to go through the whole thing. I didn't see the whole thing. I was in the middle of something, but I did. The I remember the last play I saw before I left was probably one of the worst Nick Folster I've ever seen. Where the guy, <laughs> the guy cut out and he was wide open, all green. It was a guaranteed touchdown. And Nick Foles with like a little bit of pressure threw the ball. And it was maybe within 10 yards of him. It like almost yeah, hit the sideline. I, mean, I was like that. I was like that didn't make. Like that looks like what I would have thrown it. I was like if I was that's what Nick Foles like, does. But when you put him down in the pressure situations, he's gonna go and win you that game. I mean, Tom I mean, Brady did oh. not play well either. Like mm-hmm. he did not play well. Ronald Jones though, he's looking like he's looking like a really good back. You know, um, mm-hmm. but I think Tom Brady right now you're showing if you don't have elite receivers. At this age, not sure if you're going to be shining. Also, Mike Jones or Mike Evans is playing really good. Um, yeah, he got hurt though mid game. Well, and then Godwin's been out, right? Yeah, I'm not mistaken. So it's you know it. I wasn't surprised. Like again, we we predicted you know the the Bucks aren't going to be that team this year, but they you know they. The team definitely makes up for, like, just on paper, they look like they're going to be a good team. If I'm not mistaken, they have a good game coming up, too, next week. It should be – let me check. I believe it is the – they play the Packers next week. Packers coming off of a bye. Wow, it's going to be a good game. Not, Packers had an early bye, week five. That's the the Packers are the one team I'm really worried about besides the Rams and the NFC. But anyways, that's a discussion for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, yeah, Packers I'm, are a really good team, but I don't know. You know, Tom Brady. Oof. It's, we'll see. I, we'll I see if that offensive line can hold <laughs> up. That rookie tackle Werfs is not doing mm. well. Mm. It's taking a while. He's taken a while to adjust. I I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen too much of his. Was he getting beat a lot? Yeah, he was getting blown up, and I like and I Khalil mean, blow, but you know, Khalil Mack is generational talent, so I don't blame him. But at the same time, I'm like, are you are you at least gonna put the guard to help him out? Like, yeah, they they put him on island, know? and that's exactly yeah. What they you wanted. you you throw this man to the literal wolf of the NFL and he's, he's, he's being hunted, man. Come on, man. Don't do that to him. I, man, that's, I, I like, I really like Tristan worse too. He was definitely my favorite tackle and it just, you know, I don't know what they're doing with him, but I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to see Hey, the bears are still around, man. Hey, that was my dark horse pick. That was it's my dark pick. horse pick. My, but I didn't think, mine's you know. going the opposite. <laughs> mine's going so far. Dark horse picks the Falcons. I don't know why. <laughs> that was a horrible idea. Because on paper, like they have pieces, you know. But now they look like a team that's that might have to start shopping Julio Jones just to make sure their cap space is under. But I mean, they got Calvin Ridley. 
in my opinion, is top five receiver in the league. That oh, dude is that's amazing a hot take. to watch. Doug, one of the best route runners I've ever seen. Well, that's that that's guy. A, that's a, I mean, I right now I would put C.D. Lamb probably above Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. No, no. I mean, hey, we're all entitled to our opinions, but I would take Calvin Ridley over C.D. Lamb. I can't wait to get Lloyd's thought on that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's yeah. let's uh, um, let's talk about your Rams, or as Lloyd would call them, the Lambs. The Lambs. They yeah. uh they put a whooping on a team that is clearly not going to win anything. Although it is the mm-hmm. NFC East, so they technically can go on a run and still win the division. But I highly doubt it. Yeah. How is uh how are the Rams looking so far? The Rams are looking like, you know, they're obviously not the same. They're not the Todd Gurley without, you know, with a healthier knee. They're still four and one Brandon though. Cooks. No, they're definitely four and one, and their only loss came against the Bills. And the Bills are they're a tough team to stop. You top know? three team right now. Yeah. Easy. They're undefeated still one of the undefeated teams. I mean, yep. you know, they beat the Cowboys by three. They beat you. Aaron Donald, man. He's he's a man. What did I tell you, man? He's the best player in the league. I don't care. I love Russ. I love every player, but he's the best player in the league. Because I love defense. And that dude is it's not even fair. He destroys. He's he's not even it's it's not guardable. The game slows down and he just picks up players that are like 350 pounds and says, if you don't mind, but I gotta get to the bathroom and throws him off and sacks the quarterback. It's insane what he does and like again this is somebody i have to see twice a year every year so it's fair <laughs> career, i've been watching it and it sucks because like you know it's gonna happen like i know every time we play the rams he's gonna get at least one or two sacks doesn't matter you know he's yeah going and to he is you know on the flip side he ended up taking out kyle allen on that mm-hmm. on that sack and and result of that he uh Gave the opportunity for Alex Smith to play again, Good to see. which is such a great story, man. He, you know, broke his leg. He had to have like 17 mm-hmm. surgeries or something like that. And then you see his family, you know, cheering him on from the sideline and mm-hmm. things like that. He looked old. He looked rusty. He looked everything that you he expected like from he somebody that in two years. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, he looked like that. And two years ago, I actually thought the Redskins were going to do something until he got hurt. And mm-hmm. when they had him and Keenum, yeah. And if he can, if he can come back, give him like three or four weeks, and if he can be the Alex Smith, the Dink and Dunk Alex Smith that we know, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they go on a run. Yeah, it just I. The problem is, it's like a lot. What I'm seeing with a lot of these teams that play that dink and dunk offense, so far they can't, you know, they can't trust the quarterback to move that ball downfield successfully with the on these like big long drives. That, you know, they don't. They can get stalled a lot. And what you know, I don't. It's not a system I trust. I as much as like I, you know, Alex Smith is. We've I've again I've seen his whole entire career. Because he was, you know, he was drafted by the Niners. He was drafted the same year. He was picked over Rodgers, you know, and 
I used to got I, I got to see Alex Smith before, you know, when he was getting coached by who was it? There was like Jim Tom Sula. There was a uh, <laughs> who else was it? There's a uh, oh, what is it? Oh, that guy, the, the weird, the weird dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it was such it was a disaster. Cool, like, Oh, it was so bad, and I love to see it. But almost, almost Freddie Kitchen's disaster, but not <laughs> not that bad. Oh no! Oh, are you talking about Adam Gase? <laughs> Adam <laughs> Gase is the number one thing. But we'll, we'll get there know, again. <laughs> at, at first, like I didn't, you know, like when when uh, uh, Harbaugh came in, and you know he had Alex Smith, and you know before Kaepernick, he was the guy. And. What Smith and is Alex Smith is not bad. Career. Everybody wants to poo-poo on Alex Smith, but he wasn't awful. I think he was deserving first of a first-round pick. Hundred percent. Like I, I think if he, you know, it's one of those again. It's another one of those situations about like where they get drafted during that time. It has to be a good match, you know. Like we got lucky, you know. You guys got lucky, even though you may not see it now. You guys still got lucky that you had because once is the one that. Once got you to where you guys to that Super Bowl because leading up to that before his injury he was MVP. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Wentz is good, and people that want to call he for his is. head is I don't get is it. dumb. We have no yeah. offensive line, no receivers. Get out of here. Exactly. But you know, going back to Alex Smith is he's the one guy where I've seen his career, his his ability to play is you know once he became comfortable in the pocket and was in a good system. That's when he started to you. You really started to see those changes because remember he went to the Chiefs before Mahomes, and you know he was they were lighting it up when they had yeah Alex they were Smith. killing it yeah and he you know you got to put him in, and it's incredible to have him suffer that gruesome injury and even get back on the field you know just to play you know play just one snap. And, you know, it also goes to show that, like, another question I have is what the heck are they going to do with Haskins? Haskins got nah, Haskins got the ro- Well, the thing is, to me, he got the he got the Rosen treatment. He got oh, drafted yeah. into a situation and immediately the all new coaching regime, everything got flipped, turned upside down. Yeah, but I think unlike Rosen, he doesn't have that attitude that Rosen had. So I think. That's going to work out for Haskins if he gets into proper situation, the right situation. Maybe, maybe even like a you know like a Teddy Bridgewater situation or something. Go sit behind somebody, and then you know learn or something. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah, I hope. I hope at least. I hope. That could All be right, a, so, a good transition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the New York Jets because this is this is mind-boggling at this point. Mm-hmm. They got trampled by Arizona. And how 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 how's Dan Quinn? Okay. Mm-hmm. O'Brien, how are they going to get fired? Yet Adam Gase Adam is Gase. probably worse than both of them. No, I don't know. Probably, I think he is. I and don't get it. He still has the job. What What's going on here? Hey, like I'm gonna say it every single week. It It's funny because this is even any of our teams. This is on the complete opposite. It's not even the same conference. And yet, week after week, we keep bringing up his name. How does Gase still have a job? I don't understand it. It just to me, it seems like his 
daddy or something knows somebody. <laughs> like, don't say this because he my has uncle some blackmail on him. Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! Sorry, there's I had an ESPN page pulled up and a ad started playing on full volume. Oh so, yeah, I love oh, that. Oh, <laughs> made me jump. Um, I you know it's again at some point the more and more I talk about Gase the more I realize it's like, it's not my team. I don't care anymore. I'm not going to spend any more, you know, effort. Well, see, okay, so to your point, right? To your point that, you know, for us, that we are so passionate about our mm -hmm. teams. But I think we love football too. We want to mm -hmm. see good football. And the Jets are a, a historic franchise where they don't deserve what's happening to them or what's happened to them in the last 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. We had Mark Sanchez. And now we have Adam Gase. Like, yep. let, let's figure something out. Let's hire some good staff. Let's hire a good coach, first of all, they, and then move from there. Because Sam Darnold like, honestly deserves better. Mm -hmm. Sam Darnold, they got to look, they got to move on from Sam Darnold. It's nothing personal towards him, it's just not a fit. They got to they gotta go Falcons and drop. Get rid well, of why him. why can't they get a got to get rid of why can't they get a coach that fits Sam Darnold? Mm -hmm. You know, I because the thing is is you're going you're going to be hedging your bets into like Darnold is going to be coming up on you know getting a contract, and if it's a new coach, why are they going to pay a contract for something they don't know it's going to work or not yet? You know, if I they, see your point, yeah. Plus, plus they have those extra draft picks from us. Because uh, trading Jamal Adams, they're clearly, you know, like hedging their bets just for the future. And it, it'd be the best time now that, like, the, like the sooner the better for the Jets to just You think they're going to go after Lawrence? They got to go after – I don't – man, I, it's it's hard, man. It's hard to say because they, they got so many problems. I mean, they're going to have to go I for a QB, right? They have to. I, I would think so. At least something to mix it up because – I. You know, it's again, it's something towards Darnold, but Darnold, you know, I can see Darnold on a, a better team with like a better line that could actually make, you know, a better system. It's it's hard to say, man. You know, so what Lloyd was saying about so what, here, hear me out, USC right? what if what if the Browns decide not to pay Baker Mayfield, mm -hmm. the Jets decide not to pay Sam Darnold and swap and they swap. I mean, it. Like, it isn't Baker Mayfield's Darnold. personality like just tailor made for, for New the, York for, for being upset all the time <laughs> for not winning? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's doing well, that what, now. They can't do that because they probably have some contract with all those commercials, you know, where he does all the commercials inside the stadium and then you're going to have to change everything to do it inside of, you know, MetLife Stadium after that. But, <laughs> but hey, it's, yeah, man, I, I think Darnold would do a lot better. I Darnold with OBJ and Jarvis and ugh, wouldn't be bad. It'd be but dirty. Again, but the Browns, like, even though the Browns, they got the victory of the Colts, you know, that was a big test for them. Yeah, but at the at the same time, man, it's their head coach is Freddie Kitchens. You know, I don't the the team overall they don't have the experience of those tough situations of like the playoff football, 
like like we do we have those like tight games where you don't know what's gonna happen it's you gotta hope for the hail mary um but like i think well, the browns i think I quickly to, to to completely shift over to the browns i think mm-hmm. uh stefanski is doing actually a pretty good job man like i, I don't see the browns being that bad right now you know they're mm-hmm. st- they're four and one but they haven't really played anybody great. Indianapolis is no slouch. We know that. But no, they had the best defense in the league, man, <laughs> leading up to the game. But that offense seems to be humming, and it be- it's because they have a running game. So if Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. can do a lot of play action and get the ball down the field to mm-hmm. two of arguably the best wide receivers in the game, then yeah. cool. And he has Kareem Hunt, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Forget about it. Stefanski seems to have him in the right place, and I kind of like it. I, I like it. Like again, for me, the Browns are an on paper team. Stefanski doesn't call the shots on like defense though, and plus Baker got hit in the ribs. I'm not sure what the status on him is going forward, but Baker did get hurt. Kill I mean, preparation up. wise, when it comes to a head coach having you prepared, there's a reason why you're four and one. Yeah. And there's a reason why last year they were, what, 0-5 before they won a game or something like that? Oof, I know. There's something That's crazy rough. that they had to start giving out free beer when they won. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. Uh, also, uh, you see Greedy Williams is on IR now. Uh, so but sad. Man, that's a, dude, that's a division, though, man. You got Pitt, 4-0, and Baltimore, 4-1, and Cleveland, 4-1, and Cincinnati. One, three, one. <laughs> I mean, Cincinnati, yeah, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, uh, that poor kid, man, Joe Burrow is going to get hurt. He's getting smacked around yep. a lot. And for it's, a young QB to get smacked around like that, I mean, we saw it with Carson, you know, your body just mm-hmm. it's going to give out. It is. It has to. It's, after a while, he's just getting enough. <laughs> it, there's not the – there's not anything that he can really do to avoid that. Like, again, I'm lucky. I'm blessed that I have a quarterback who has not missed a single game since he started. And it's, you know, that durability goes a long way and taking all of those hits that he's taking is like, it brings me back to the, the David Carr days of the Texans when they first started and they had the offensive line made up of like former punters or <laughs> David Carr or Matt Liner. Uh, I mean, I, we can go on <laughs> all the rough, Texans man. quarterbacks that have been getting Matt Schaub. Oh God. JP Lossman. So <laughs> <laughs> don't forget about JP Lossman. Um, I, man, you're right though. Like the Browns, they're promising. They, I mean, they beat the Colts. That's a big test. That's no, yeah, that's again, that's no big thing. We'll see. But again, we already talked about this. You know, this is the part going forward where the teams are going to start separating themselves from the pack. And, you know, the AFC North is looking a little similar to the NFC West right now, as far as like, you know, standings go. Yeah. Whereas I, you know, it's, there's a game I want to talk about. Because it made me happier than us winning at the last second. The Dolphins beat the 49ers 43 to 17 
at Levi Stadium. They benched Garoppolo to preserve preserve him. <laughs> for what? What are they preserving? Did you they can't preserve a quarterback that was not playing, and you can't give I, not give him reps. Come on, dude. I if he sucks, just say that he sucks and bench him. He got sacked three times and threw two interceptions. I I mean what? Like, <laughs> I was like, this team went to the Super Bowl, right? Well, it, well, well, it, well. They have a lot of injuries, what? man. They have a lot of injuries. We can't mm-hmm. overlook the injuries. That's you know, perfectly and, and, fine, but if we want to just throw out excuses about why every team should lose because of injuries, every team has crazy injuries. Every nah, team. not like them though. You know? Yeah. I think they're did let me see, where where's their injury report? Because they had like twelve starters or something like that on injury mm-hmm. on IR. It was something nuts. I don't know, man. NFL, NFL.com does not do it. Damn. They got, I know they have Richard Sherman. Nick Bosa was out. I know D, D Ford was out. I know D Ford was out. Uh, let me see. Let me pull this up. No, I didn't have it. Uh, I know D Ford was out. Um, Richard Sherman. I, but like they still had Ezekiel they had Anza. They had okay. Let's not is out. <laughs> yeah, he's on IR after the one week <laughs> that he played. You know, you know it's funny. You know who they picked up? Armstead. The 49ers out. did. Who they they picked up Ziggy Ansa, who we had last year, and mm-hmm. who we had the year before. They picked up Dion Jordan. And I'm like, oh, you guys just want all of our like. I feel like the moment we we you know, cut them, they just get signed right to the 49ers immediately. <laughs> yeah, dude. Jimmy Ward was hurt, mm-hmm. is hurt, you know. I, he got hurt, but he played. That's a lot. There's a lot of players that are out. That's This can't be the entire report either. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's, it seems It seems like their season is pretty much over because I don't see like, them catching up to the Rams or the Seahawks. So. No, I don't think they can. Um, you know, and like the 49ers are the team that I've, that I said for years was they're you know, if they had a one healthy season, they could make, do some damage. And we saw exactly that last year. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately they got injuries again this year, but you know, if you're really this dyn, you know, this dynamic team that can, you know, you still had your starting quarterback. You still had your number one, one of the top tight ends in the league. You said Debo Samuel, you still have Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne, you had Jarek McKinnon, you had Kyle Juszczyk, you had, Jeff, you had all your players. It's the defense that's hurting. So, they, st- from my understanding, they, st- they still had Trent Williams on the line. They still had their offensive line, yet they gave up five sacks. Yeah, Trent Williams is playing pretty poorly. And this is, and it's, it's not just that they gave up five, but like we want to sit here and talk about like teams and stuff about like, you know, lower bottom tier teams. But, you know, what was I saying last year the t- or last week? 
was the one team that that's no slouch is the Dolphins. They played us tough, and they put 43 points on the 49ers. I said I've been saying that the Dolphins are no slouches. That they're having good coaching mm-hmm. right now. They they got Fitz Magic, man. 350 yards and three touchdowns. That, you just don't know what you're gonna get from him, man. You really just don't know. <laughs> he is such a wild card. It's kind of insane. Well, I'm glad he picked this week to do that. <laughs> it's <laughs> and then man, it's it's well, you know what also benefited them? Their other their former running back plays with the Dolphins, Matt Burita. Yeah. So yeah, that that helped them a little bit, but like they got 43 drops on them, man. That's like there's unless you're the Jets, <laughs> you know, it's like what's your excuse? Like, oh, well, right. we have a lot of injuries. I'm like, that's fine. That's great, but 43 points. Who's you know who's your defensive coordinator? The same one, it, whoever it is for the Cowboys. I can't remember who it is. I can't remember who it is Roman. either. Nolan. I don't know who it is. No. Oh <laughs> yeah, it is Nolan. Yeah, Nolan. Uh, Man, squeaked out that game. Yeah. So before we get to your team. Let's talk about Mahomes losing to, you know, the Raiders. Oh, we all, well, we also got to talk about your team after. Yeah, I'll <laughs> touch on to them. <laughs> I'm not. I'm obviously, I've obviously been pessimistic about them since the week two. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of. Talk about injuries, man. <laughs> yeah, but it is what it is, man. I mean, they're doing yeah. what they have to do. So Mahomes did not play well. Mm-mm. And yet somehow almost came back. So what does that say about Kansas City or what does that say about the Raiders? I think it says more about the Raiders than it does Kansas City. I think Kansas City, they've won the championship. You know, they know who they are. They know that they can come back. And I think they, you know, the Raiders have been showing up in these games that they played. It. Like, I watched the game. I didn't watch the entire, you know, through the commercials and everything in the game. But from what I saw, man, they were just driving up field on the Chiefs. Like, from from the 20-25, they are just driving up the entire field. It, it just – the Raiders' offense looks a lot better. Like, Henry Ruggs is coming into his own, which is scary considering Josh Jacobs fast he is runs. a monster. We've – and we've known that, you know. Yeah, we've, we, we all that, know that. Yeah. We – um. Again, I don't think this is entirely indicative of Mahomes, but you know, these again, these are teams that see each other twice a year. At some point, they're going to have to figure out how they operate a little bit. You know, it's always in. a good match, always, always yeah. a good match. And you know, I saw the Raiders fight tough. They're you know a legitimate team in the AFC. That people finally, they're. It's, you know, how many millions of dollars later, <laughs> but it, <you laughs> exactly. know, well, what do you, I got, I want to, I have a question for you hmm. going about the Raiders is how do you feel about the success that you're seeing out of Nelson Aguilar? I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was never a Nelson Aguilar hater. I mm-hmm. just wish he didn't drop the ball so much. Yeah. But his effort was never in doubt. You know, it was more of just like, dude, why can't you catch the ball when you're wide open? How did yeah. you, how did the ball hit you in the hands and you right. just drop it for a touchdown? Like, what what's going on? But now he's he's doing well. Good for him. 
good for the Raiders. And Raiders are my hometown team, so cool. But hey, there you go. You know, it's. But honestly, once someone leaves the team, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, I I have one of those. The reason I brought it up is because you, you know, sometimes somebody doesn't succeed on your team, they leave and they do good, and I always ask myself like, like what was it about? like our team that he didn't like all of a sudden he's catching every single pass. He's doing this. He's making these clutch catches. Like what, what was it, you know, was it us? And then you start looking at your own team. You become more critical of your own team. You're like, what are you doing wrong? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe the system didn't fit, you know, or something, you know what I mean? Exactly. And it's, it's, but with Nelson Aguilar, it wasn't because the system didn't fit. He was literally dropping balls. And then you ask, like, why was he dropping balls? Was it a Philadelphia thing? Was it the fans that got into his head? Was it the cold? And, and, you know, (laughs) definitely with all that, like, with sports, the biggest thing, the most underrated thing about a lot of it is the mental side of it because, you know, the people, the players just get down on themselves for, like, those Yeah, and he came out, and he came out, to his credit, he came out and said that he was dealing with the issues. You know, that mm. he went and saw a sports psychiatrist and stuff like that. And maybe during the offseason, he went and did more of that stuff and it helped him out. Mm. You know, good. I wish he would have done that too. for Philly. But, you know, mm. again, good for you. Mm-hmm. It's 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 good to see him because I, I, I get happy every time I see him pop up on the – he gets like a touch and I'm like, hey, man, good for you. Because I know he struggled. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's good to see those players succeed elsewhere, even if it's not for your own team. You yep. just pray it's not against your rival, you know, for <laughs> right. your rival. Uh, can like, you imagine uh, if he was Sherman. On, the, on the Cowboys right now and doing that? I'd be uh, mad. <laughs> man, I mean, we had Sherman go to the Niners, you know, and then it's like, yeah, but, they went to the Super Bowl. But like, yeah, it's you got to understand, man. They had like a personal beef with Sherman. This is like <laughs> one of the biggest Seattle personalities we've ever seen in all of Seattle sports. And he leaves after a contract dispute or no, we cut him because yeah. of his injuries then goes and gets a period, like really incentive based contract that he negotiated himself and hats off to him. But he went over to the Niners and like, you can't help but be like, yeah, of course that was personal what he did. But like I, Richard Sherman as a person's like an amazing person. He's a great person for the community. Just smart. as a human. Yeah. Um, very, very, very intelligent. Like I have nothing but respect for the man. I don't care if he talks trash about Russ. I don't care. But like he's just the best, man. It's just it and it just sucked. It that one hurt when he went to the Niners. I was like, Well, just kick me in my shin, man. Step on a Lego. That one that one hurt me inside deep. <laughs> All right, let me let me talk about the the Eagles real quick. Mm-hmm. I think that the Pittsburgh and Philly game said more about Pittsburgh than it did about Philly. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Eagles were in that game should embarrass the Pittsburgh Steelers. We had a practice squad guy go for, I think it was 150 yards and a touchdown. Fulgham. Travis yeah. Fulgham. Oh, yeah. And he looked like a stud against that defense. Wasn't that defense supposed to be a great defense? Wasn't it a top five defense? What happened? Joe Hayden, Stefan to it, Mika Fitzpatrick. Don't know. I mean, they're coming off of their own. They went in it. And quite frankly, 
I felt good as an Eagles fan about that game because mm-hmm. they did not quit. They kept at it. So I felt yep. I felt actually really good about that game towards the end. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, at some point, talent has to win. And Ben, ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. and Claypool, which is a stud, oh my gosh, ended up okay. winning that game, <laughs> which hats off to them. They deserve it. It is what it is. I've already, I've already said, let's embrace the suck in Philly, and that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, you know, in those situations, I tend to, when you see like your team just kind of week after week just shit in the bed, it's you kind of just gotta hold on to those positive factors that you do see, like Fulgham, you know, and Fulgham, Greg I mean, Ward, like. Greg Ward, he's the one that got that. He, I remember I saw him get that TD. Yeah, he's good, and man. Miles Sanders, fantastic. Miles Sanders is he solid. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know the blocking I saw for the run blocking. Even the blocking got better in the second half too. That's what you I was know, very the, surprised. The Steelers, by. the Steelers have one of the best defensive lines in the league, hands yeah. down, easy. Yeah, and and, and the Eagles' defensive line was just Bush. destroying mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's As line. A, you know. Because that's, I, you know, let's be honest, that's their best quality of the yeah. Eagles. It's that yeah. defensive line. It's your yeah, defensive and then our secondary line. got this, just, just decimated, sucks, and they were getting, they were getting in, wrecked, wrecked. In all fairness, every, it seems like every defense is getting shredded these days. Every single defense, like week after week, like the Colts, the Colts got whooped. This weekend yeah. too. I mean, yeah. 350 yards to the Niners, man. <laughs> like, what do we? It's you know these teams are getting shredded, and you know I th- I think it's just because it's like even more of a passing league because you're seeing this in college too. Like, no one's playing defense. It looks like no team is playing defense at all. And you know, this kind of is going back to solidify my earlier point. Is like the biggest the biggest side of the football that COVID has affected is defense. How? I don't know what is factoring into that, but we're seeing these astronomical numbers come up. Like, I know, Seattle's gi- lack- I know Seattle's given up so many passing yards that the- we are like 32nd in the league at passing yards at like 1852 or something we've given up. And the like second... You're worse than Dallas? The 30th... Oh, way worse. Yeah. For passing right, yards? Yes. Let's go ahead and switch over to Seattle then. And- All right. You can talk about your a good 32nd ranked defense. Oh, it's <laughs> passing. We are giving up passing yards. Let's get that clear. We're just 32nd <laughs> in passing yards given up. We're still one of the best teams in turnovers. We're, we're, it's weird. Like that game, man, outside of a few drives, I, the Seahawks played probably fantastic for a total of like 10 minutes in that game. You, and like you just run it back, you know. The, if you run back to tape, because going up to that, our pass defense was very suspect to say the least. And our run defense was, you know, killing it. We had one of the best run defenses. And then people were asking, they're like, well, maybe that's indicative because teams are having to pass to catch up. They're just not running the ball. And everyone's like, oh, no, it's not. And we got shown that it was a fluke. They ran for over 200 yards on us. Devlin Cook just had his, like, for the first quarter, we did a good job at slowing them down. But at some point, they just took over, and Madison was killing it. Even though Madison didn't get that, they didn't convert, which made me so happy. Um, 
but it, it, it sucks. I hate giving up that many yards just total, but we held them under 300 yards passing. We did it. We had a good game against Cousins. Demontre Moore had a forced fumble. Um, I mean, is that, is, that, is that saying a lot, though? Like, is that saying oh. a lot for that you did well against Cousins? Yeah. I, I, look, look at our defensive line and the fact that we're able to get pressure. Cousins sucks, man. Uh, their offensive line is no, nothing to shake a finger. I didn't say anything about their offensive line. I just said Cousins is trash. Cousins is maybe trash, but the fumble. He's not bottom trash. He's more like, I just bit an apple. You know, he's and like, I'm throw he's it like in a trash. He's like an like like one of those fancy trash cans you buy. It's not like the five the automatic ones. Yeah, to get exactly yeah. the one you put your foot under. He's like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Russell Wilson's the the nice five thousand dollar frigid air refrigerator with touch screen and smart control that can control your whole house. He's Anyways. like he's he's like when we <laughs> when we say something is solid, right? Yeah, yeah, he's solid. <laughs> Yeah, he's solid, man. Yeah, solid. <laughs> but uh, going back to like, we, we always have a, you know, it's the Vikings defense was the one thing I was worried about. Um, and, you know, it seemed very, you know, like my suspicions were validated considering that they're just stopping us on everything. But like Seahawks were making, I remember it's the first offensive drive, man. We were, we were at like their 45 or 47. We were across the halfway point. And it was it was fourth in like two. We're like, go for it. You know, you're already down like ten points. Go for it. And they didn't. They just punted it. And we're like, every Seahawks fan's like, what is happening? What are you guys doing? This doesn't make any sense. Like, go for it. You have it. Are you confident in your team? We talk about this meeting. Ended up being like, oh. a good call though. I mean, we'll see. It doesn't. It not really because they still drove down and scored. We didn't you guys stop. Still them. won. We won, but like not because of that punt that happened in the first quarter. The reason we won is because our defense gives up all these big plays, but they have these really crucial stops. Like, you know, yeah, you're a bend but don't break. That's what you are. I just, I just want to. How about I hate no that bend, kind of defense, no by the way. How about no bend, no break? Just no bend, no break. You want the Legion of Boom back? Is that what you want? We're never going to get that back because there's never going to be another Cam Chancellor. And also, yeah. you got to. We also got to consider this is a defense that had a had like a seventy percent Quentin Dunbar who left in game because of cramps, and it does not have Jamal Adams. We had our practice squad, practice squad. Uh, you know, safety, Ryan Neal, who in all fairness has two interceptions in the previous games before that, but they were like tip ball interceptions. But he, like Jamal Adams wasn't there. Jamal Adams is, you know, might be the best defensive player we have outside of Bobby Wagner. Give some respect to Wagner. Right. He's probably your best. I mean, Jamal Adams is a beast. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. Well, I'm saying it's one of the de- best defensive players we have, and he's all over the field, and he was very responsive. Like you saw it in the first, the first games he played. He yeah. was everywhere, and he was getting everything. And I guarantee you, that game would have been completely different hadn't Jamal Adams been there. 
because it's you know you got a game plan around Jamal, but like the one person I need to just like stop and give a hundred percent kudos who's playing out of his mind is KJ Wright. That interception. I've, I've told you this since oh, the beginning, bro. I love oh, that man. I love the way he is, plays. Oh, it's just it was beautiful. It's poetry. I the last you know last week's game and this game everyone was talking about they're like all he had like three in potential interceptions last week that everyone was giving Dude, he's good he's never gotten week, his respect oh. because he's had so many talented players around him but he's really really good he's not solid he's good <laughs> he's not solid it's good exactly I, it's <laughs> he's like it, it's amazing to watch, man. And I, I just want, I want, I wish, you know, cause we, we signed snacks Harrison too. Yeah. And I, um, you know, we didn't activate him yet, but we have a bye week coming up this week and I'm hoping we can get him out there against the Cardinals who we play next, which is going to be a fun game. But actually I'm way more comfortable playing the Cardinals and Niners than I am the Rams. Well, we, we know what we expect from the Cardinals. If you let them you get ahead early, it's going to be a tough time. But if you're shutting them down, even for the first half, that you won the game. That's it. Because they think that they can yeah. continue to like throw when you can't. You know? Mm-hmm. But their their run game is, isn't too, you know... Isn't I trust your run game either. more than I trust the Cardinals. Chris Carson's oh, not, not bad. No, and that's another thing that people are asking because they we keep playing uh, Travis Homer number twenty five in pass on pass. Well, they got to remember that Carson's a little hurt right now, so that's gotta, not why. Then what's the problem? Be, they play they, him. They they they, they specifically the have they specifically have Travis Homer in there for pass blocking as a running back. Don't know why. If you watch that last drive, the game winning drive of us, Carson wasn't out there. It was all Travis Homer the entire time. And while I think that's great and he's a great player, I don't think he should be getting Rashad Penny's snaps or Carlos Hyde's snaps. I think they should be giving a lot more to DJ Dallas, but that's just me. Um, (laughs) It's, you know, it's interesting to see. uh, Russ is, it's hard. Like in DK Metcalf, man, what the hell? That man, it's it's Good. insane when you when you see him getting these little scuffles with these cornerbacks and he he's he's not matches. he's not solid. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's good. He good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he good. <laughs> man. Yeah, no, he, he he's good, like, man. Russell Wilson's on an MVP pace. Um, completely jealous of the Seahawks. I wish the Eagles were that good. But I think it's safe to say right now that the Seahawks are the favorite in the NFC. I think. I would say hold on to that. I as Why? much as what? I want to who, who, who's, good, who's say, better right now. I would say the Packers in the NFC. They are. You're insane. Better. I don't know about better. They have a way better defense than we do right now. Wait, is this I one of those if, things where you're trying to, you know, quell your expectations for the Seahawks? I mean, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time we've ever been five and zero in a season, and I'm not trying to jinx it. But also, you got to understand <laughs> that this this Packer that Packers team has dynamite running running. Yeah, team. they're they, good. They have this team is being this successful without Devontae Adams. 
and their defense. Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. And it's, you know, we, we saw what they could do to us last year in the playoffs with ease. Yeah. And the, it's, you know, that's the team I'm still looking out for. And so I'm curious to see if there's, if they're like, who's going to lose first, us or the Packers, you know? So who, 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 who would be a close third then? Uh, oh, that's actually super tough. I mean, we would have to throw. Maybe the Rams. Rams or Bears? I don't know about the Rams. I think I would put Tampa in the third. Not me. I don't know. Ah, damn, that's actually tough. See, I think right now the Seahawks and Packers, like holistically, are the one and two right there. They're interchangeable. You can swap them in and out. But I don't, I think the third is. You know, because we also got to consider this is going into the new playoff format. This is the first year with the seven yep. playoff teams, so there's only a one. So it looks like uh, us and the Packers are going to be fighting out for number one. So far, you know, it's the whole long season they go, and I don't want to jinx it, but it's mm, yeah. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw the Tampa Bay Bucks on there for number three. Yeah, I I I'm looking and I I can't find a better number three besides the Rams, but even the Rams, I don't trust them. So no, I, I try, I would trust the Rams more than I, I'm more scared about playing the Rams than I am the Bucks, even though That's the Bucks, fair. their Bucks coach just like the one thing I always think about is the coaching coaches. Don't forget smart coaches. Never forget Bruce Arians played us multiple Bruce Arians beat us consistently. They were, if I'm not mistaken, he was coaching the Cardinals team that finally broke our home winning streak or at home when we kept winning at Central Link over and over and over again. He was the, his Cardinals team was the one that beat us. And it was a year that the Cardinals were like six and 10 or something. And I was, that one sucked, but you know, Bruce Aarons knows us. It's just the fact that the, you know, the Packers defense is playing better. Yeah. I I don't disagree there. What about the AFC? Who do you got one and two? Uh, Right now, I I think my number one right now, just because the Chiefs lost, I would say the Bills. The Bills are fun to watch, man. They're a good. Kind of, I kind of have to agree with you, dude. I, you know, yeah. it's the a well, the AFC is harder, man, because they got the Bills. They got the a lot of good teams. Yeah. The Titans, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Browns, even the Raiders, and the Colts, and the Patriots. Like what? Yeah, it's, I think it's, I'm, it's, I think I'm gonna go Bills. Bills. Bills one, Chiefs second, mm. for sure. And then number I'm three, you, number Bills, three, Bills, it's your preference. Bills, Chiefs. I like the Titans, but nobody else does. So <laughs> I'm just, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna say Bills, Chiefs, Ravens because the the Titans have they've knocked themselves off from all this damn COVID nonsense. True. They made dumb, dumb decisions. And they need to be held to that. And that's going to be in my own personal power rankings on AFC. That's how they get punished. <laughs> oh, my God. You should four. actually do something like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and post it on the on the page, on Facebook page. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Um, Dude, all right. You got anything else? Any other thoughts? Oh, man. Um, let's see here. So, 
one thing I'm curious about is kind of going back to our, our talk from earlier in this podcast is, you know, clearing the space. Who are some like top, like I have my own and I'll shoot them to you for an example of some teams that aren't doing good and should probably start thinking about the future now and need to start clearing some cap space to start making, you know, you know, some changes, you know, one of those being um, Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they might need to start looking to get rid of Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, you know, AJ Green. And that's why I brought up the Eagles. Cause I know you don't want to hear it, but like, some names I've saw <laughs> that, you know, might be potential moving or like who I don't think they ever will because it doesn't make sense is like Zach Ertz. Uh, that doesn't, but what about, like I, Fletcher I Cox? 100, uh, I love Zach Ertz. You know that, but I mm-hmm. fully expect him to be going to a different team next year mm-hmm. because he needs to be paid. He should be paid. Yeah. He deserves to mm-hmm. be paid. But he won't get paid. He's going to get traded. Yeah. Contender. Yeah. That or outright say, "Hey, look, we can't pay you this money. Either take less, or we release you, and we'll take the penalty." But that's it. You know. Yeah. We have Dallas Goddard, and we have Richard Rodgers, which is playing really well. Uh, Fletcher Cox is going absolutely nowhere. And then I already told you the defensive linemen that are going to, that are going to be leaving. We have such an enormous depth mm-hmm. at defensive line that we can yeah. afford to do that. And yeah, wide receivers, Alshon Jeffrey, this is his last year. We know this. Deshaun Jackson, yeah. it should be his last year because yeah. he just keeps getting hurt, man. It's at some point you got to start protecting yourself. Right. So. Uh, that's why I tell you that I'm yep. not I'm not really worried about you know the cap space. I think they're going to figure it out, and it's going to piss yeah. off some Eagles fans. But it is what it is. It has to be. But I mean, yeah. Eagles fans are going to have their own opinions, and they're not going to back out from it. And that's what I respect about them. Stand strong in your values. Yeah. But like you know, me and Wentz, team- I don't think Wentz is bad, go. but others do. Dude, I'm with you <laughs> on that one. I don't understand it. Like, does he make some dumb throws? Yeah, he does sometimes, but like he's always under pressure. We've seen what, <laughs> yeah. If, when you see him make I, a I bad throw, there's man. a face mask in yep. his face. It's it's funny because I you know I look highly on the players that can make it to the MVP level. And Wentz has made it there. You guys have won the Super Bowl. Wentz has been to that MVP level. So yeah, if he wasn't hurt, he would have won MVP for sure. That yeah. that I still that's still one of the the best throws I've ever seen out of the football when he played when you guys played us and he was at he was getting sacked oh yeah that was forty five degree angle <laughs> and chucked it like fifty yards I was like that doesn't make sense it's like an angels in the outfield type play man I was like that's it's insane and it was beautiful and that was against my team and I was like whoa yeah um, but. Another team, you know, is the team that just fired their coach, Dan Quinn. You know, no, they're they got, yeah, we we touched on it. They're it that's it for them. They're gonna wholesale mm-hmm. it's My gonna be a is, what I'm fire hoping sale. is we're we're able to get one of these because you're looking at the Bengals with Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. Any of those guys, I'll take. I don't you're know. They're at, pretty old, man. I 
dude, look at our line, man. Okay, anyway. but we said the same thing about the Cowboys when they went and picked up all the old people for a defensive line. Mm -hmm. Now look at them. They're trash. They're beyond trash. Yeah, yeah but we know who are. They're the bottom of the uh, they're the right they're the freaking the wicker basket trash. The worker back that's too fancy, man. That's <laughs> Like, I'm talking like the do the dollar store plastic bin ones, oh, the God. one that you see at the end caps. Yeah, those ones. They're the ones that you put in the in the restroom, not in the, the ones, kitchen. The ones you don't even bother about taking the sticker off with the barcode. You don't even bother. Just throw the bag. It's just, oh, you don't even put a yeah. bag in it. But That's it's, all bad, dude. <laughs> all right, right on. All right, any any lasting yeah. thoughts about your Seahawks? Anybody in the in the in the in the league that you have? Um, final thoughts on. Um, I really like where our team's at. Um, I'm still like on the fence about how long we can sustain this, considering how the Vikings looked against us last night. But I think a lot of our defensive woes can be corrected from, uh, you know, game plan. I think Pete needs to take more control over Ken Norton because there's these just wide open pockets constantly in coverage and it's irritating the bejesus out of me. We seem to be running a three, four a lot more this year, which I'm fine with because it looks fun and it looks interesting, but it's not producing much pressure. Um, I can't wait to get Jamal Adams back. I really hope we're able to snag one of these like really good defensive linemen from one of these teams that's going to have to start, you know, dumping their assets here pretty soon. But, you know, other than that, you know, what about you? Any last words? I'll trade you right now. Right now, I'll trade you mm -hmm. Fletcher Cox for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Hmm. <laughs> we do have David Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and Carson Wentz for Russell Wilson. How about that? <laughs> Only if that's the... So that's the kicker. <laughs> no, wait. No, no, no. You also got to throw in Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so, oh, God. <laughs> no, you got to right. give me. How about this? How about Fletcher Cox, uh, Carson Wentz, uh, Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Rager for uh, you can have Nick Ballora fullback. Oh, my God. No, I'm good. <laughs> and you can borrow DK Metcalf shoes. <laughs> You could on that note. Borrow the shoes. We got to bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we'll catch you guys later. Have a Deuces. good one. Bye.